N. Here's the snap. Looking. Flips the ball. Diving for the pylon. And he's got it. Razzle dazzle. Touchdown, Houston. And the Texans go in front. There is no offseason for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do. Now, it's Texans All Access. Oh, I hope to be yelling, shouting, and screaming like that soon enough. Five weeks from Tuesday. No, it's really four weeks from Tuesday would be the start of training camp. If that goes down on July 28th like everybody wants it to, it's four weeks from this coming Tuesday. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. Bridget producing. Welcome to the program. Hello, Texans. Great to have you aboard tonight for a fun show. Texans all access as we head into the weekend. And plenty of serious stuff going on as it has been, well, every day really, but, you know, for the last three-plus months, let's face it. And we're still here talking football being a nice little distraction if we could possibly serve you that way. Johnny, how's it going? Yeah, I think that's exactly the way that I've looked at it, Mark. If we can serve as the distraction for the people, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. I'm all about distraction and being the distraction. And I know sometimes we, we do talk about this stuff, you know, the, the Rona and, uh, and everything else. And, look, how can you not? I mean, yeah. obviously. And, you know, we went through – it's like still going through, obviously, uh, you know, everything that happened in the wake of uh, George Floyd and, and all of that. So serious. Uh, how can you not talk about that? But, uh, you know, it is a football show, so we like to stick to that as much as possible. And, Johnny, I wrote a, I wrote a story. It's not really a story. That's not the right way to put it. I wrote a column, the Vanderbilt's yeah. View thing that I do yeah. on HoustonTexans.com. And you can relate to this because what do football coaches say – in the off season, when you're working out and fellow players, what do they say in order to motivate? One of the things is whoever your rival is, insert rival name here. Think of everything they're doing right now to get ready. <laughs> think of that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be ready for them. You know, some version of that, right? For the Texans, it could be the Titans, the Colts, maybe even the Jags or the Chiefs, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, if your college was always your biggest rival or maybe the opening opponent, you know, because you want to you want to get their attention. Now, if you're opening with a cream puff, I hate to use that kind of terminology for any college, <laughs> kind of college team. These guys can do amazing things. FCS doesn't matter what level, but you get my drift here. Uh, yeah. If you have one of those easier openers, uh, maybe you just go right to the big rival. But that does happen, right? Oh, there's no question. Absolutely. Uh, it's always that first opponent, whoever that first opponent is. I remember my last year coaching was Ridgeview. You think Ridgeview has been over, tired, not wanting to run another 40? Heck yeah. You, all, you always reach back for that one. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a gift, a gift for a coaching staff. There's, there's no question. You think the Kansas City Chiefs are sitting up there in their uh, air-conditioned blah, blah, blah? <laughs> no, they're not. They're out in 98-degree heat in Kansas City, Missouri. I'll make sure I get that right because Ron did not like did not like Landry saying he's from Kansas City, Kansas. Who he said not Landry like said that? Yeah, he made some comment about Kansas City, Kansas. And Ron wait, was like, wait, was oh. he joking? No, nah, I he... didn't hear it. I didn't hear uh, it. I heard Ron talking about it this afternoon ooh. on his show. I was like, oh boy. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's that's a major geographical error. All right. Yes. And it is. you know we we've been there, so we know. 
I've flown in and uh, and actually did a game, drove to Lawrence once, did a game at Allen Fieldhouse. Anyway, uh, so, yes, you do bring up the, the rival's name, the opening opponent's name, whatever it is. But this offseason, listen, you think the Chiefs aren't paying attention right now in this Zoom meeting? <laughs> you better be paying attention. I mean, what do you do? What do you do in, in oh. Corona offseason workoutville? I don't know. You need your own kind of battle cry oh. in this offseason. And, you know, I was going to say the poor guys. But in a way, the poor guys, because – here are the players trying to work out on their own t- mm-hmm. together in groups, yep. and then that's discouraged by the union, and I get why. We'll get to Clemson in a moment here. I get why, but at the same time, you know, you want to do some work here. you got to get ready, and, and the more you do together, the better you are football-wise, but maybe not uh, in the positive test department. Yeah. I, you <laughs> Zoom meeting thing had me cracking up. That's the, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You think they don't know how to mute meetings over there in Kansas City? <laughs> you think Mahomes puts up his profile pic? And you think Mahomes has his camera off right now? Mahomes' camera is on. Do you think Andy Reid doesn't know how to use Discord? <laughs> I know how to use Discord. <laughs> it, it could I mean that there could be some oh there could be gosh. some pretty funny ones. Um, yeah. You think Travis Kelsey's dog is barking right now? Are you crazy? <laughs> this is not helping. You yeah. think Travis Kelsey's kid is running run around screaming right now? <laughs> oh yes, they all are. And we've all yeah. been. Anybody's been oh. going through this: the barking dog, the screaming kid. The kid, like All my young Liam, who just shows up on camera every once in a while because he likes airtime. I wonder where he got that from. He <laughs> likes the airtime. Oh, yeah. He likes he, we were having a Bolt meeting. That's our senior management group yesterday and, or the other day. And he felt like, yep, I got to be seen on this one. I need to get in front of this audience. He's just that way. So chip off well, the old block, I guess. Well, in our house, you I mean, you know, it's dogs. I mean, heck, the first week we were down in Galveston, at about 6.45 every night. I mean, you could almost call it. I mean, she would just stand there and stare at me and then just bark a couple of times just to let everybody know, hey, I'm good. I'm over here. And I was like, can anybody hear that? I mean, the first time she did it, I was like, can anybody hear that? You're like, oh, there's your dog. I was like, yeah, oh, everybody yeah. can hear it. And oh, it yeah. was the same time no every doubt. night. So, yeah, um, I mean, she's a dog, but, but man, she, uh, she knows how to get herself, get herself heard on the radios, no doubt. So, you know, yeah, a I mean, little- a little dog bark is so nice. It, it really is. It's just a nice touch of home. When the dog starts going crazy, not yeah, yours, yeah. but, you know, anybody's, uh, that, that then it becomes a distraction. So let me ask you this, though. I, we're going to do more likely to happen in the next segment, but here's a true or false. The teams that handled this better, this whole off-season program virtually, are the ones who are going to have a major leg up this year? True or false? Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And I think one of the I think one of the aspects of all of this, and it and it, and it plays together, is player acquisition and how you can. I know we joke around and call it the onboarding process when when we get new employees uh, at you know, with the Texans, but how you go about that process and getting players up to speed as quickly as possible to be able to play a game in a short amount of time. I think those those aspects, I don't think there's any question. I mean, I think back to – now, we have not had a work stoppage in, in the NFL 
since 1987. But in those two times we had work stoppages, famously in 82 and 87, the Washington Redskins won the Super Bowl in both of those years. And I'm a big believer in the fact that the Redskins won those Super Bowls because Joe Gibbs was instrumental in how he advised his players and his staff on how to handle that situation. And when they had the replacement players in 87 – he had that group ready to play that they didn't they didn't lose ground. In fact, they made up ground. They went 3-0 and with those replacement players. And that was a big key in getting them on into the playoffs. And then once they got back from the replacement uh, player stint, none of the Redskins crossed the picket line. And a lot of that had to do with, A, the players' uh, willpower and being strong with one another. But also Joe Gibbs told them, look, do not, whatever you do, you do it all together as a team. You cross the picket line, y'all cross the picket line. If you don't, none of you do. Uh, and there were other teams that didn't, and that created probably some discord amongst those teams. But I was, I'm a big believer in the fact that Joe Gibbs' ability and the organization's ability, Bobby Beathard too, can't, can't overlook that, Bobby Beathard's ability to make sure that during those chaotic situations, they provided the proper leadership for those two teams to go win uh, Super Bowls. And I think it just goes to show how good Joe Gibbs was as a coach and how underrated he actually is. He was fantastic. He was amazing. And in those two very difficult situations, he managed them beautifully. I think the same thing here. I think the the biggest thing is going to be, I think, the player uh, in, uh, integration process with players that maybe you didn't have in training camp. Maybe you didn't have them, but maybe a couple weeks in training camp. Maybe they got cut at the end of preseason. you got to bring them back, and you need them for a couple, three weeks you know, because you've got a couple guys that got sick with COVID. Ooh. This is going to be a big, big, yeah. huge deal, I think. Uh, and I think the teams and the organizations that handle it really well I think are going to be the ones that take take a step forward. Now, to your point about, you know, how do you, um, you know, our team's going to have a leg up. They can have a leg up in a number of ways. I think the other way is just making sure all the things that you can take care of in the building you take care of, from hygiene, cleanliness throughout the building, and how you manage that I think is going to be huge as well. So I think there are a number of factors that that go into this. Here's another one, Mark. And I'm I'm curious to see how this goes. Now, Joe Gibbs didn't have to do this with his two teams because they had a training camp. I don't know if they had OTAs or whatever back then, I don't know, but they had training camp they and they actually something. they they played some games before there was a strike yep. each year. But this year I don't know how much of a training camp we're going to have. I don't know how much we're going to have. We didn't have OTAs. So we didn't have the opportunity to go in a walkthrough process, a walkthrough of those things. You're not going to have joint practices, which is something that a lot of teams are used to. I don't know how much of the preseason we're going to have. So I'm curious how much the teams will limit their playbook. How much will they pull back on because the Cincinnati Bengals are led by a rookie quarterback? You know what I mean? For, as an example, you know how much will teams pull back from their playbook, especially early on, because there's so many other things to consider that players are having to think about that maybe you limit the number of things that you go into a game with. So maybe you go into the game with, I don't know, 
uh, you know, 20 protections. Maybe you cut it down to 10. Uh, maybe you've got like 10, you know, 15 pass plays that you normally would have for a particular personnel group. Maybe you cut that back to seven. I don't know. But that might be another aspect um, is how do teams that and, – and I'm thinking about the, the Texans offense in particular being one of those that maybe can go with certain players they can push a little bit because they've all been together. You know, the offensive line is going into its second year being together. Sean's been there for four years. Will's been here since 2016. You know, Darren Fells in his second year. Aikens is third year. So uh, Duke in his second year. Those guys aren't completely flying by, blind, but you do have some key players that have just gotten here. So do you limit the playbook a little bit because you've got all these other things you have to be concerned with? So I think there are a lot of different things that go into this. There's no doubt, Mark. Absolutely no, do- no doubt. But the one that I think that all teams had better get on top of what are the things that we can absolutely do that are in our control that are absolutely in our control and how can we maintain those things especially in the building when players come in this is what they do this is how we have socially distance all those kind of things have you taken care of that have you done all the prep work so that the players can come in feel comfortable get their work done get out and be safe and i mean that's going to be a massive deal but the boundaries keep moving, right? Because yeah. just yeah. a few weeks ago, it felt like, all right, we can start working out on our own. I mean, True. individually. I shouldn't say individually, but with other guys, right? We can right. we can do these things, these mock practices. We'll just be careful. We're not going to be completely socially distanced, but we'll be careful. And all of a sudden, don't do these things, right? right. Then you have some positives or whatever. Uh, so there's a lot of movement here in what is acceptable and not and what you're willing to risk. Uh, you know, as you were talking, I think it's it's three different components here. It's what the team does together digitally, virtually in the offseason. There is what the players do on their own, whether it's together or separately, but away from the coaches, right, because right. they haven't been able to get together. And then there's training camp, whatever that is and how you handle that. Because as you said, no joy practices. Let's just say – that they all report July 28th. But, Johnny, if they cut the preseason schedule and they report July 28th, that's a lot of weeks with just your guys, just Texans on Texans. And, (laughs) you know, they might not even bring 90, like they've said. A lot of teams have said they don't want to bring 90 necessarily uh, with what is going on right here. But you might need the bodies. You know, you might need just the raw power of of having those numbers to, to be able to run practices. And, you know, I, I could use this to counteract your point about maybe simpl- simplifying or paring down because, look, if you're going to have six weeks with just yourselves, yeah. you know, well, you could true. be mentally like way ahead of the game and, and the choreography and everything because you don't have to get ready for as many games. Uh, you know, preseason games, they're great, but they're also kind of a nuisance when you're trying to teach some things, I got to imagine. You know, I'm just, uh, I'm just hypothesizing here. We could ask Bill O'Brien directly about that kind of thing. Nuisance is a bad word. But, you know, you have yeah. to get ready for the game. He even says for that fourth preseason game, he said this publicly, he puts the guys who aren't going to play in that game uh, off in another practice zone. And the guys who are going to play in that game – they have to practice for the opponent a little bit and get ready as a group to operate for 60 minutes of football while the vets who are going to sit out are preparing for the opening day opponent. And think about this year. That Thursday night game with Cowboys, that final preseason game, is a week before the Texans play the Chiefs. You know, it's great to be in that game. I've said it before. It's an honor to be in that game. But you don't have that extra time to get ready 
for your opening day opponent. And you might think, well, what's the big deal because the vets aren't playing? Well, guess what? The coaches and the front office staff, and, you know, it's an all-mixed thing here, they got to get ready for that that wave, the the cuts, then the next wave of whoever's available, and maybe some trades you want to make Labor Day weekend. Oh, yeah, they've been busy doing that. And then you got to play Thursday. So that's another thing to watch out for in this whole, you know, all these different scenarios we're bringing up getting ready for this season. Yeah, you know, the the my my thought about the the playbook is how much of a, you know, how much of a training camp are, are is going to get? be is is yeah. stunted in yeah. some sense, no, but right. but be. if you get to a point where you're not, you know, you're not having preseason games and you got 6 weeks by yourself, heck yeah, you're going to be able to to expand and and do some of the things that you know, you've wanted to do or you think would be good for your offense, your defense, whatever the case might be. I I agree with Bill Bryan when he says veteran-led teams, I think are going to have a, a leg up. And I think when he says veteran-led teams, he's thinking mainly about quarterbacks. Having a veteran quarterback uh, I think is going to be uh, paramount during this. Uh, I think it's going to help. And obviously when you have – a guy like number four back there now going into his fourth year, you're gonna you're gonna feel good. You can rely on him to do things. I mean, think about it. Joe Burrow's gonna go on a field, and it's the first time he's seen an NFL defense. And I mean, if you don't have preseason games, it's gonna be the first time he sees an NFL defense in his first NFL regular season game. If you don't have a you know uh, preseason games, my God, I mean, think think about that. At least yep. you know everybody else uh, has had opportunity for the most part. Um, you know. Not Brian Cushing. Brian Cushing didn't need it. Brian Cushing didn't need preseason, apparently, because he walked out of the field in 2009 and just destroyed everything in his path. Um, but most people need, most rookies in particular, almost all of them, need some sort of preseason before they got to step out on that field. Um, and that you, might, that you might lose. So if you've got a young quarterback, quarterback going into the second year, um, I think some of those things – uh, could could end up being a being a factor, but when you have a guy like Deshaun, who's been there for four years, hey, Pat's going into his third year as a starter, Lamar into his third year, I guess as a starter, he started a lot in his rookie year. Um, those teams are going to feel pretty good about not only are those guys great, but they've got a lot of experience. They've been through the fires, and they can um, improvise. And they, they yeah, can, and there's that. If you have a quarterback who can improvise, who can pull rabbits out of hats, I mean, that's going to obviously help in these scenarios. Now, I mentioned Clemson. I don't want to leave people hanging. You have, let's see, 37 players testing positive now out of, what is it, 120 total? That has to include, of course, all the walk-ons and everything. Yes. But 37 out of 120 have tested positive. That's the bad news. The good news is, no hospitalizations, right. and what is it, nearly half have been asymptomatic. This is phenomenal news, actually, considering the amount of positives they have. You know, young, strong people tend to not get as affected, if you will, negative, right. like really badly from this uh, virus as others. And this is really interesting because, like I've said before, the the more people who test positive now, the fewer people to test positive later, you know, for them. Uh, it, but it's just not the kind of thing where it's like chicken pox when we were kids, when you put yeah. the kids together in the living room of somebody's oh. house. Like, oh, little Johnny's got chicken pox. Well, they'd send me down the street to play. <laughs> exactly. And then I'd get the chicken pox, <laughs> and then we'd get it out of the way when we're little kids, right? That used to happen all the yep. time. Yep. And That's how my parents really did it for that. me. That's what my parents did really? to me. 
oh yeah, such and such had it. They sent me right over there to get it, and I got mm-hmm. it. And I'm just, I it's one of the few things I remember as a, a younger kid where I remember like that was brutal. That was bad. Yeah, but it's not really, as really bad, bad for younger kids as it is. I had it as an adult. Okay, I now was, I've heard what? it as an adult. It's pretty bad. I was 26, 27. It was oh. not good. I was in Clearfield, Pennsylvania. It was bad. And I, you know, I just, I knew something. What is this stuff on my body? You know, it itched. I was, re- you get really sick, oh. really sick as an adult. And uh, and I've heard shingles is even way worse, way worse. So yeah, I don't want to yeah, deal yeah. with that. Nobody does. Oh. Okay. Uh, disease talk is over for the afternoon, uh, for the evening. So let's move <laughs> on to something a little bit more pleasant called more likely to happen. We do it from time to time. It's coming up next. We'll have some quarterback talk, some prediction stuff. Let's get into that next here on Texans Radio. This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial or else. May's Star of Courage Award, presented by Apache, will be presented to late Houston Police Department Tactical Flight Officer Jason Knox and Houston Senior Police Officer and Pilot Chase Cormier. In early May, Officer Knox and Officer Cormier were in a tragic helicopter accident that Officer Knox did not survive and left Officer Cormier badly injured. Both men dedicated their lives to ensuring the safety of all Houstonians. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to honor Officer Knox posthumously and Officer Cormier with our May's Star of Courage Award. Welcome back to Cachata Casino Resort. We're open and ready to play. We've gone above and beyond by deep cleaning and sanitizing every area of the casino, every slot machine, every table game, and every hotel room. Welcome back to more cash and more fun and more ways to win. We can't wait to see you at Cachata. It's Louisiana's largest casino resort and Louisiana's best bet. When America needed us to build, we built. Masks, ventilators, shields. When local communities and frontliners needed support, Ford dealers answered. And now we're open and ready to serve you with special offers and deals across the Ford lineup. Stop by a Ford dealership or go online. We've made it safer to shop, easier to buy. Built for America. Built Ford Proud. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. 
Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans NOV and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. For a winning feeling, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse in the Galleria. Indulge in prime steak and seafood, world-class wines, and exceptional hospitality. Looking for the ultimate game day experience? Host clients, alumni, and friends in Del Frisco's private Texans room. Watch your favorite team on a 60-inch television while surrounded by Texans memorabilia and seating for up to 14 guests. From extra fine touches to big screen touchdowns, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Located at 5061 Westheimer in the Galleria. Right now, many of us are unsure about what may come next. At Reliant, we want to help you light the way. With 24-7 customer care and online support, we're here for you today, and we'll be here long after we power through this. Just visit Reliant.com slash light the way or call 1-866-RELIANT. Because even though we're a bit farther apart these days, we're all in this together. Reliant. That's power. PUCT number 10007. With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual urgent care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Baseball's back, and Dusty Baker's Astros are ready to go. I got full faith in these guys because they know how to win, and they got some serious goals. And only months removed from being punished by MLB, they have a ton to prove. I don't think these guys have any problems getting motivated. Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. Going somewhere? The Texans mobile app. Don't leave home without it. All right, here we go. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. We got some more likely to happen. We got several of them, so I I think we just got to get right into it here. No pleasantries. Let's just go right for it. More likely to happen. More likely to happen. All right, more likely to have quicker entry into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Megatron, who's being talked about now because he's eligible for 2021, Johnny, and since the 2020 class is going to be delayed here until next year, a lot of people are talking about next year's potential class already. Megatron will be on the ballot. So Megatron or Andre Johnson, when he becomes uh, eligible, and he won't be for, what, another couple of years because his last playing season was 2016 with the Tennessee Titans. What do you think? So, more li- okay, say it again. More likely to happen for – More likely to get in faster oh, 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 into faster. Canton faster once they're eligible. So, Andre, Andre's clock doesn't start until he's eligible, but Megatron will be eligible for 2021. His first year, 2021 class – does he get in right away? It's a heck, a yep. heck of a group here. I hate to say it this way, but I think he does. And you know why? Because you call him Megatron. And yeah. I, yep. I hate to say it that way, but I think Calvin Johnson, you know, Calvin Johnson, you're like, eh, Megatron. Oh, Megatron was fantastic. You know what I mean? It was. Yep. And, and I think that um, had the Texans in that 2011 season been able to take that to the AFC Championship game, get to the Super Bowl, trade us some great things. I mean, that's why, that's really why Larry Fitzgerald popped up on people's radar screens. He was a really good receiver for the first five years of his career, or four years of his career. 
But in 2008, he has this playoff run where he's just absolutely fantastic. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, wow, okay, Larry Fitzgerald. And so everybody had their eyes on Larry Fitzgerald and still still do, actually, uh, 12 years after the fact. But, but that Super Bowl run for Fitz really got attention. Megatron got that nickname at some point, and it sometimes comes down to that. It's just a recognition thing. From that perspective, now I think Dre is every bit as as deserving as Johnson, mm-hmm. but I think that Megatron is really going to be the thing that really sort of puts him over the top. Whoever whoever is there from Detroit has just got to say, look, was he the most dominant receiver of his time? And to me, for oh, I don't know, probably probably about a three or four year stretch, it was those three guys. It was Fitz, it was Andre, and it was. It was Megatron. It was those three guys. Those were the three dominant receivers in the NFL. But I think because Fitz had the Super Bowl run, and I think Calvin Johnson's known for doing the the freaky things, Andre's sustained level of excellence maybe gets lost in that, which is, I think, highly unfortunate. But I think that's what's going to end up happening. So I think Megatron will will get in earlier. I think it will tra- take Dre a little bit, but I think – as we are removed a little bit more from Dre's career, I think the more to me it becomes more certain that he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. I, I, I just, as I don't know, just time passes, you just look back and go, dang, he was really, really good. I just hope that other, other Hall of Fame voters are able to see that it was more about sustained excellence, not – one great play or a great catch or being known for great catches. Uh, hopefully it's just that Andre was every year was consistently unbelievable. And he had a period of dominance in the NFL. Unlike some guys that just go in because they compiled stats all those years. Art Monk, yep. great receiver, but he compiled stats all those years. Art Monk was never a guy that you went, ah, to stop the Redskins. We got to stop Art Monk. It was never like that. But, but Andre Johnson said, was like that for, for the Houston Texans. Exactly. You had to stop Andre. We got to stop mm-hmm. Andre. We got to stop Andre. That was a lot of defense's M.O. And to me, as a Hall of Fame voter, I look at that a lot. The numbers, those can always be, depending on what quarterback you played with, uh, to beat the Texans' offense, you had to slow down Andre Johnson from the time he stepped in the building to the time he left in 2014. And to me, that's a period of dominance that needs to go in the Hall of Fame. But I just think – Trying to think how Hall of Fame voters will think. I think Megatron will end up getting uh, in first. Sean Pendergast and I were texting about this, and and the the guys brought it up this morning. And I said, you know, they they were bringing up Megatron. I said, oh Megatron. They're like, what? I said, I just, you know, this this is something that sticks in my craw here because you know he plays seven years with Matthew Stafford, who you know I've yeah. called the Archie Manning of this era. All right, <laughs> which yeah. you know, which is not a, a negative thing, but you know, he's only had four winning seasons. Um, and, I mean, that's another thing. I mean, it's not like Andre Johnson was bathed in winning seasons. Detroit has had such hard times, including an 0-16 season uh, yeah. when Megatron was around, right? I mean, yeah. that was also happening. Uh, that was a long time ago. But I think that, you know, when you look at about 2,500-yard differential in favor of Andre Johnson, uh, less in terms of yards per catch, I get it, uh, but more yards in his career – uh, the quarterback situation, uh, you take everything into account. 
yeah, the flashy nickname's definitely going to help Calvin Johnson out, but Andre Johnson deserves to get in. So I, I think you're right, though. Megatron gets in faster than Andre. So I guess we answered that one uh, the long way, but we have to give Andre his due. All right, let's Absolutely. get to the next one. Here. More likely to happen. All right, more likely to sign with a team first. Cam Newton or Colin Kaepernick. More likely to sign first. Wasn't Cam the number 10 quarterback on Chris yes. Sims' list? And yes. he's not even on a team. So here we have it. Newton is a good talent out there. There's no question about it. We don't know really how healthy he is. But wouldn't there be a way to find out by now if you're really interested? But anyway, who's going to sign first here, Johnny? Because there are some rumblings about Kaepernick possibly yep. getting onto a roster. I think the the biggest thing with – you know, I was going to say, well, you know, Cap hasn't played for three years. But it's not like Cam's played a whole bunch the last couple of years. He's been banged up. That 2018 season, he was banged up uh, at the end of it. Um, he had, obviously, such a great 2015, but that's five years ago now. That's, right. that, that wasn't just yesterday. But um, at their best, John, at their best, I mean, Cam Newton is Cam Newton, right? I mean, oh, Colin yeah, Kaepernick, yeah, yeah. give him credit, went to a Super Bowl. I was telling Vanderkid, you know, he said, well, how good was Colin Ka I said, Colin Kaepernick was really Colin good. Kaepernick There's a reason why they good. gave him all that money, you know? He yeah, was yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick was a very, very good player. My point in all that is, I, I've heard from people that live in Charlotte, i.e. my brother-in-law, who is very connected there and talked to a lot of medical people that have said, look, we don't think Cam's going to play again. His, his body and his injuries have just really torn him down. Like, he's worn down by that. I don't think Cap is that – I mean, obviously he's had three years where he's not taking hits and not hitting – um, or getting hit, so that probably puts him in a better physical standpoint uh, than Cam. To me, if I've got it, I, I just need the question of Cam, Cam, and I don't know if I'm even going to know this, is Cam healthy? Can I put him through yep. a pretty rigorous physical to see where he is? I have always been a Cam Newton guy. Now, I've always loved Ka Con Kaepernick, too. I, you could really take either one because I've always wanted a mobile quarterback. I've always wanted one that when things break down, because I know they're going to, or I get a blitz that I haven't seen, or offensive line hasn't seen, they can still make something happen. And so I've been a big fan of both. But I feel like Colin Kaepernick, if he can shake the rust off, is probably a little bit more accurate thrower, if that makes sense. Uh, they're both sort of throwers, not passers. But I feel like Colin had the opportunity to be a little bit better in that regard. Um, than Cam would, but I've always wanted Cam Newton on my team, always. I've always wanted Cam Newton on my team. Um, so I guess down deep I would have to try and suppress that, but I don't think I could. I probably would end up taking Cam Newton um, and just hoping that he had one last year of magic, maybe, like, maybe not like 2015, maybe like 2016 or something of that magnitude, and I would go with Cam Newton. Um, I don't know what other teams would do. I think other teams might look at Colin Kaepernick and say, hey, we're going to go with the guy that's maybe not as banged up. But to me, I've always wanted Cam Newton on my team, so i got to roll that way.
See, I think with they're just different quarterbacks right now to serve different needs. Colin Kaepernick is going to get signed by somebody because they want him to compete for their backup job. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, that's what it's going to be right now. You're not signing Colin Kaepernick right now to start for you, yeah. right? Now, it might end up that way if people get right. hurt or if he somehow shines beyond belief. Uh, but considering he hasn't played in a long time, I think right now he could be a solid backup perhaps, and, and that's what you'd look for. With Cam – I, and not to say anybody's going to sign Cam necessarily as their starter. I mean, if people are set, they've got their, their targeted starters. But, you know, you've got Cam talent on the bench here. And yeah. should something happen to, say, Gardner Minshew or somebody like that, <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it either. Oh, All right, next. No. Next, let's just go here. More likely to happen. All right, better. let's uh, keep it with Carolina, actually. More likely to have a better year. Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers or Nick Foles and the Bears. And Johnny Foles doesn't officially have that job yet, but we kind of assume it's going to happen. Is it going to happen? And if it does, who's going to have a better year? He and the Bears or Bridgewater and Carolina? Listen, Carolina is a lot better at the skill positions than than people think. They signed Robbie Anderson from the Jets. They have Curtis Samuel. They have DJ Moore. That that three receiver group right there, that's as I mean, that's a salty group. Now nobody knows who they are, but man, you talk mm-hmm. about speed and explosiveness. Now Teddy Two Gloves is going to have to really stretch himself because he li- he'll check it down when he needs to. He takes the profit, which I like. But he's got three Jets now. I mean, he's got Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, and DJ Moore. Those guys can all go. So I think Teddy's going to have some success with that particular group. And, oh, by the way, he's got a guy in the backfield that can catch 75 to 80 balls, no problem, and Christian McCaffrey. So yeah. I think Teddy Bridgewater is in a much better situation. When you think about the Bears, you're like, okay, he's Allen Robinson. Okay, Allen Robinson. Right, I don't really, I don't really look at the Bears and think that there's a lot there mm. to work with. Tariq Cohen, he's a nice little gadget player out of the backfield. I mean, and stressing the word little. And uh, you got Dave Montgomery, you can run the football. But other than that, I just don't look at the Let Bears me ask you this. and go, eh. So Foles on the Jags last year when he got the job back after the injury, we remember opening day, what happened. Minshew didn't play well against the Texans in London. Foles gets the job back. Did Jacksonville have better supporting cast talent for Foles there than the Bears do in the Windy City? Yes. Okay. Just wanted yes. to know that. I guess yeah, that DJ answers the Chark? question. Man, DJ Chark, he's mm-hmm. going to be one of the better receivers not only in the AFC but in the league. You know, Leonard still catches the ball to the backfield. You know I've never been a big Leonard fan. But mm-hmm. he's he's better than what the Bears have at running back. Right. Um, so, DJ, yeah, absolutely. I think okay. I think Teddy Bridgewater will have a whole lot more success with Carolina than a lot of people think. Boy, Teddy's got a lot of people pulling for him. There's no doubt. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm one of them, actually. Since we don't play him, great. Yeah. And I'd love to play him. That'd be nice. That would mean we're playing in February. Let's get to the next one here. More likely to happen. More likely to win the NFC West. San Francisco defending NFC champion or the field. NFC West. Is it the 49ers or the field, Johnny? Go. Niners. Now, I do think this Debo Samuel thing uh, with the injury is definitely something to watch and how they deal with it. But 
they had a guy the year, year before. I can't remember if it was the year before or they drafted him the same year as Debo. The guy by the name of Jalen Hurd. Now, Baylor fans know all about him. He played running back at Tennessee, transferred to Baylor, got hurt near the end of the year. But he's a wide receiver running back hybrid, if that makes any kind of sense. And he's a big guy. He's kind of what Debo is. Now, Debo's got more twitch, all that kind of stuff. So I think without Debo, they'll find a way to get Brandon Ayuk into the lineup for Debo. They got Jalen Hurd. My point being, I think the Niners offense is just going to really kind of pick right back up. I think Garoppolo will be much better in his second complete year. The offensive line doesn't have to be great, but it's still pretty good to lose Joe Staley. But, oh, yeah, by the way, they traded for Trent Williams. Uh, and I think the defense, even without DeForest Buckner, is still going to be solid. And they just signed today Javon Kinlaw, their first-round pick. So he's lock, stock, and barrel. And he, I think, is going to be even better than DeForest Buckner is going to be. So I think the 49ers are, without a doubt, the chalk should be the chalk and will win that division. I think the Cardinals will be better. I think the Rams and the Cardinals will be about on the same plane. And I think the Seahawks might take a little bit of a step back. Ooh. I think the Seahawks, t- and I'm not talking a massive step back, but I don't think the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs. I think it's going to be really tough. And if they do, I think they're going to end up with the seventh spot. I don't think they're going to win a division. I think wow. the 49ers are going to be the team to beat. I think the 49ers are the team to beat in the NFC. And I think they're definitely the team to beat in the, uh, in, in the NFC West. Brutal division. Okay, you brought up Joe Gibbs in the first segment. I think he's kind of the forgotten coach of the Super Bowl era. I mean, people know who he is. Don't get me wrong. But when we're talking talking about the great coaches, often his name gets left out. He's yes. one of those name-gets-left-out guys. All right, so among other things, when we return, the Super Bowl era. Now, some people say since the merger you should do these things. But I'll say since Super Bowls began – Give me your top four coaches in the Super Bowl era when we get back. I've got mine. You give me yours. And also, the last more likely to happen was going to involve, which is going to be a better experience for everybody, baseball or the NBA in Coronaville. So you let me know that as well. We'll clean it up next here on Texans Radio. Touchdown! Texans Radio continues in a moment. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! You are the barbecue boss, the sultan of spatula. And upon the first bite of Whataburger's new barbecue bacon burger, you think, hey, I could make this. Your barbecue sauce might not be as smoky, and you probably wouldn't put both smoked cheddar and Monterey Jack on it. And you... Wait, is that... bacon? Good thing there's room for more than one poobah at the pit. Good thing there's the new limited-time barbecue bacon burger at Whataburger. Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, 
including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players hit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio, and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. Hey, Texans fans, this is Drew Doherty with the Houston Texans. Texas Children's Hospital is proud to be the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and the local sponsor of Play 60. It's easy to make fitness fun when you start with the Texans. So join us for events throughout the year like the Houston Texans Kids Triathlon, Toro's Kids 1K, or the Junior Cheerleaders. Together, we're creating a community of healthy kids. To learn more, visit texaschildrens.org slash Texans. Baseball's back, and Dusty Baker's Astros are ready to go. I got full faith in these guys because they know how to win, and they got some serious goals. And only months removed from being punished by MLB, they have a ton to prove. I don't think these guys have any problems getting motivated. Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. Allen, deep drop, in trouble. Ball is out again, J.J. Watt, and he falls on it, and the Texans have it in the red zone. Nothing compares to the excitement and emotion of watching your Houston Texans play at NRG Stadium. Take the first step to joining the Houston Texans family and sign up for the 2020 season ticket priority waitlist for free. Enjoy exclusive offers, event invitations, and more. Join at HoustonTexans.com. Here at the Kroger Company, the fight against hunger is something that we are very passionate about. That's why we created the Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation and have committed more than $6 million to our nonprofit partners, $3 million to Feeding America and No Kid Hungry, and $100,000 to the Greater Houston COVID-19 Relief Fund. You can help support our goal to end hunger in our communities by donating a dollar or rounding up your total to the nearest dollar at any Kroger store. To learn more, visit thekrogerco.com. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this, and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. Not too long ago, Houston Texans fans were cheering in the stands of NRG Stadium. We now cheer for our first responders, healthcare workers, teachers, and many more who exemplify the true Texan spirit. Until we gather as over 70,000 strong once again, let's support those on the front lines in the fight against COVID-19. For more information on resources for you and your family, visit HoustonTexans.com slash COVID. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. This is J.J. Watt, and you're listening to Texas Radio. Oh, yeah, that guy. They're all getting ready. Mark Vandermeer, John Harris with you. Like we said at the top of the show, what are the Titans doing right now? What are the Colts doing right now? Well, maybe people are kind of chilling out on the weekend. You know, they do take some time off, I would hope. All right, Johnny, a couple of things. We mentioned okay. it before the break. Give me your top four coaches in the Super Bowl era. Super Bowl era. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Belichick won. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Don Shula, the number of times he got – I mean, he got uh, multiple teams to the Super it's Bowl. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so tough. I mean, let, let, got, let's just – just so people can ooh. play at home, Johnny, here are the candidates, okay? Belichick, Lombardi, okay, yeah. Super Bowl era. The trophy's named after him. Yeah. Bill Walsh. Don Shula, Chuck mm-hmm. Knoll, four Super Bowl wins. Joe Gibbs. Anybody else? Parcells? Eh. Two Super Bowls. But you, yeah. know, you know what I love about Parcells is that he goes to the Jets. They're terrible. He makes them really good. He goes to the yeah. Cowboys. They're terrible. He makes them really good. Even as a front office guy with the Dolphins, they won the division. New England didn't. That one year, I guess Brady got hurt. But still. It took a lot of wins because 11 wins for the Patriots still didn't even get them into the postseason. So that's what the mm-hmm. Dolphins needed to do. I think they were 13-3. and three. Tony Sperano, uh, former Parcells assistant in Dallas. So uh, Parcells did a lot of good things. But, look, you know what it's all about here. Super Bowl era, Super mm-hmm. Bowl wins. And Gibbs has three with three different quarterbacks. Yep. I mean, that's uh, strong it, stuff. That's hard. I mean, uh, Walsh got obviously his with Joe Montana. And of course, you could argue, you know, uh, did Montana make Walsh great? Walsh make Montana great? The the Niners had blips on the radar screen, but when he took that thing over, I, I always I always love coaches that that build something and have built something. I feel like Parcells Parcells did that with the Giants. I feel like Belichick did that with the um, Patriots. Chuck Knoll's an interesting one, really interesting one, because I do think Chuck is very, very underrated because everybody will say, well, he just had the best talent, which is true, uh, but he was instrumental in drafting that talent and bringing that talent to the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. So uh, and, they, and won four, four championships. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, it's hard to turn away from him. But I think, for me, Bill Walsh, very innovative, brought a whole different offensive system. Belichick, for sure. Those two, Walsh and uh, – yeah, put Walsh over Parcells, which <laughs> Parcells always <laughs> – he'll love – he'd love that. You're putting Walsh in front of me? Yeah. The, the Parcells tree didn't care for Walsh all that much because of all the love that Bill Walsh used to get for his offense and all that kind yep. of stuff. Uh, Belichick – Walsh, I gotta have Lombardi. If you're saying Super Bowl era, I'm yep. taking Lombardi. Um, there's no nobody I'd rather have leading my team. Uh, and then Joe Gibbs. I think Joe Gibbs winning with three different quarterbacks to me speaks volumes. It's volumes so tough. It's so about Shula, what coach he was. And Shula, who's won more games than anybody, doesn't yes. make it. It's that tough. It's that tough to do this because yeah, wait, how many? Four, how many that's champ- all I get. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you five. You'll, you'll put Shula in there. Yeah, I'll put but, Shula in there. I'll put I mean, Shula in there. No. I mean, uh, it's funny because, like, it's easy to eliminate guys because they don't win championships, but there are some unbelievable coaches that aren't even getting a whiff here, of course. Like, I mean, I think Marv Levy was How, okay, a good coach. Okay, let me give you one. Let me give yeah. you one. Bud Grant. Really, here, let me give you one that you right. you'd ne- never would have considered, and I know if the OG were listening right now, he'd he'd have our you-know-what. Tom Flores. Tom Flores. Yeah, Tom right. Flores, the heck of a coach. Well, 
John, you know, it's funny. When I started doing the show with John, he was telling me, you know, he, he told me his beef with the Hall of Fame that Flores isn't in. And, you know, and he started talking about that. Then I looked it up myself in addition to that. And he's absolutely right. It is ridiculous that Tom Flores mm-hmm. is not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I mean, come on. Yep. And, you know, to say, well, Al Davis really – yeah, I get it. Al Davis was there, but he didn't coach the freaking team. I know he tries from the sideline. I saw him do it in a walker at – Houston Methodist Training Center yelling at the secondary, barking at them while he's on a walker <laughs> at the side of the field. The people have to come get him. I get it that he's very involved, but Flores coached those teams. So let give me him ask you a question. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. Yeah. He finally got a championship this past season for the first time. Andy Reid. But if you're going into one game, you got to win one game. Where does Andy Reid rank on the list of those all those coaches we talked about? Where would Andy Reid rank on a list of coaches you would want to go in to win that one game? Well, I, look, I got to take the guys who have won all these championships first, okay? Yeah. And I'm not putting them ahead of Shula either because Shula's ability to shift gears. Remember the perfect season. Bob Greasy gets hurt. They go to Earl Morrill. Yeah. Earl Morrill. You have to say Earl Morrill whenever you mention him in a John Crescenda <laughs> voice. Earl Morrill. Earl Morrill came off so the So the way bench. you can't say it because it's not an easy name to say. I met him once, and I got chills. Like, that was a starstruck guy for me just because yeah. it was Earl Morrill, who was a former first-round draft pick of, I believe, the Baltimore Colts, right? But anyway, ends up in Miami and – uh, as a backup quarterback, helps them win that uh, Super Bowl in 72. Look, he was an amazing coach. So many of these guys are incredible. We're never going to solve this. Johnny, better experience what baseball's doing or what the NBA is going to do for the fans. Never mind the players. They'll do their thing, and I know they have issues. But just for us watching at home, better experience. I, man, when you said this going into the break, I'm like, oh, it's I tough. Don't know. I don't know. I mean, the 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 bubble concept for uh, Major League Baseball, I think, is going to be, or for uh, the NBA, is going to be is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the other aspect of it, Mark, is the fact that basketball is restarting, baseball is starting, but yet they both feel like they're essentially starting different, whole different seasons. Four month break, it's an off season for them. Come on, yeah. So I mean, it's longer for baseball. Wait a minute. What's baseball's regular for the champion? It's November, December, January. It's three and a half months for the champion of baseball, right? For basketball, it's around the same, right? You got. July. I would say selfishly, the Major League Baseball, and and I think for me, part of that is just how the Astros. I think the Astros are a very <laughs> they're in a very unique situation given the sign stealing scandal. Mm-hmm. Now in the World Series. The personnel that they have, contract situations that they have, this has a very kind of last dance sort of feel to it, yeah. to a degree. Now, they're not going to lose everybody uh, as the Bulls did, uh, and they're definitely not at that level, but it has a feeling of, hey, this is one last run with this group. Let's, let's go do something. So I think I'm probably a little bit more intrigued by Major League Baseball mm-hmm. than I am by the NBA. I, I just wish the NBA would play a, a tournament. I just think it's, oh, it's a long so time fun. to have those guys in a bubble. Just play a tournament and 
Call it a season. Call the cup whatever you want to call it. Call it the LeBron Cup. I don't care what you, <laughs> the Jordan the Jordan Cup. The Jordan Cup. I, I don't know. I mean, you got. I, I really believe they should do that. I think it would be a blast. It, the ratings would be through oh, the roof, astronomical. Through, yeah, through the roof. I mean, can you imagine? All right, how about this? The whole league makes it. It's best of three, each series, and you bracket it. I mean, everybody would fill uh, out a bracket. I know we're all oh, at yeah. home, but everybody would fill out a bracket. Like, who do you got yeah. in your bracket? You know, and Daryl Morey yeah. once dreamed about that kind of thing. But now you could do it because, I mean, I hate to say what do you got to lose, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't want to word it that way. Yeah, Be careful. Yeah. All right, that's it for the show. Thank you so much, Johnny. I know it's a you big week. Next week is um, it's kind of Corona Clearinghouse. We've got a lot of great stuff we've done over the last few months, and you're going to get a chance to hear some of it, uh, and John will have those shows. Thank you so much, Bridget, for producing tonight. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great weekend, and go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer, brewed with great taste and only 96 calories, available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. From the slightest bend to complex motions, your body is made to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are using advanced technology and imaging to develop custom treatment plans, and our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at 20 locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Hey, parents and teachers. We know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football, all for free. The Stats Challenge, presented by Schlumberger, is designed for sixth-grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com community. Will the LSU Tigers be just as dominant in 2020? Can they replace key players lost to the NFL draft and field another undefeated national championship caliber squad? Only one way to find out. Witness the 2020 LSU Tigers right here in Houston as they head to NRG Stadium Saturday, September 19th to take on the hometown Rice Owls. Head to RiceLSU2020.com to join the wait list and be notified as soon as tickets go on sale or to get info on how you can experience Rice vs. LSU from a luxury suite this fall. Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players hit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio, and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about our Picks for Six? <laughs> it's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our Papadillas, a medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers, how about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all kinds of desserts. So try the Picks for Six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's Houston. 
Hyundai has always had your back. And now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. Get 0% APR for up to 72 months on the Tucson or Santa Fe with no payments for up to 90 days. Hurry in today to your nearest Houston Hyundai dealer. Offers end 63020. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff. Caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. Telemundo Houston entertains you every night with at 6 p.m. Exatlón, at 8 p.m. La Doña, at 9 p.m. Operación Pacífico, and at 10 p.m. Noticiero Telemundo Houston informs you with breaking news, the most accurate weather forecast with La Autoridad en el Tiempo, investigations with Telemundo Houston Responde and Investiga, and sports with Domina La Acción. Join us at 11 a.m., 4, 5, and 10 p.m. on air, online, and via our free mobile app. Telemundo Houston, working for you. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as player speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called NextGen Stat. With AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. Next Gen Stats, powered by AWS. Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your teenager to help around the house? Okay, Mom, I emptied the dishwasher, vacuumed the basement, and folded the sheets out of the dryer. Wait, what? Oh, and next, I'm going to clean Mitten's litter box. Are we in some kind of prank show or something? That's a camera, isn't it? There's never been a better time to switch to GEICO. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit GEICO.com for details. Take your Texans game day experience to a new level with Houston Texans club seats. You'll enjoy premier sight lines with wider cushion seats, a private game day entry, and in-seat food and beverage service. Enjoy premium culinary offerings while listening to live music in the exclusive club lounges during breaks in the play. Take the first step and join the club ticket priority waitlist for free at HoustonTexans.com. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer, brewed with great taste and only 96 calories, available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610.